Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is November 10th. Man, we got 15 days. What is it? About 15 days of Thanksgiving. And uh, be here before we know it. Hope you're doing well. As we finish up this week, uh, we got Dave coming up next. But before we get to Dave, let's not forget that uh, in the world we live in, there are so many things that we have no control over. However, you can take control of your portfolio. You need to know what the risk is in that portfolio so that you can take that control back. You need to know where that risk should be based on your current circumstances. That's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. Check in and find out what Wall Street's doing this morning. Are they just sitting on their hands or are they selling everything that isn't nailed down like they did yesterday afternoon? Let's check in and uh, get a feeling for the things up there from Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who's on the line this morning. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. I'm doing well today. Uh, the markets uh, didn't do so well yesterday, though, with the uh, a lot of uh, red ink across the board. Uh, the question will be, what direction will we head out this morning after taking such a bloodbath yesterday? Yeah, it was not fun. And yeah, I mean, 220 points down on the Dow is not a good day by any measure in the context of what we're used to seeing. I mean, we've seen worse, but all 220 were in the last half of the day because we kind of called it right Jay Powell was on a panel discussion over the noon hour, up in, uh, I think up in Washington, and uh, as soon as he started talking and ruminating off script, boy, everybody sold stuff like it wasn't nailed down, uh, said that uh, the Fed is committed to their 2% inflation target, and by gosh, they weren't confident they'd tighten things up enough yet. And then yesterday afternoon, Ted Griffin from the Citadel Group said he thinks we're going to see high inflation lasting for decades, which kind of took Jay Powell and took his numbers and added a megaphone to it because we just fell like a rock after he started talking, didn't we? Yeah, we, we really did. And, you know, Paulson really said, you know, there's this, you know, the risk between doing too much and doing too little, that, that those two things have narrowed now. So now there's this uh, a, a finer line that they have to walk to determine, you know, they don't want to overdo it and they don't want to underdo it. So they're really trying to figure out what needs to be done next. And, and I think by, by not raising races last time, we'll, we'll give them enough more data to determine is, is inflation slowing down enough that they don't need to do any more. And, yeah, that's going to be the test jig in the process. And i got to believe that, you know, I always hearken back to Paul Volcker as being a good example of a bad example of over-tightening stuff. But you got to believe that Paulson is, you know, just kind of seeing Paul Volcker standing in the corner saying, don't do it, boy, because, I mean, Volcker tightened interest rates too much too fast. And we ended up getting a really, really deep and sharp recession in the early 80s. Now, to his defense, we came out of it quickly, too, but nobody 
really wants to endure that much pain even for a short period of time. So Paulson is trying to do something really nobody's done before successfully, and that's actually give us a, a, a soft landing from a, a period of inflation. So far, the odds are look like they're almost on that he's going to succeed, but... I got, I got, I had to get a giggle out of the picture that showed up at a couple of the tip sheets of Paulson standing outside one of the rooms where they uh, had the story about what he did yesterday. He looks like he's banging his head against a wall looking at it. Well, I think the other thing, you know, I think that there's a, a longer runway here um, to to get things done. I mean, it, it seems to be that we seem to be on the right track. The question is, how long is it going to take us to get there? And is the Fed patient enough to let what's happened follow course to get us where we need to be? And I think that one word is really the the operable thing. Are they patient enough to let these interest rate hikes actually have an entire effect? I mean, okay, nobody likes 5% inflation, but we like 5% inflation much better than a crash in the economy. So if, if we're going down 5, 4.5, 4, 3.8, 3.75, and we're seeing the effect go, is the Fed going to be patient enough to let that drift downward, or are they going to get impatient, jerk us up another quarter to a half a percent on interest rates, and do what Volcker did, basically flush the toilet all at once and let it come back up and uh, and, and level off? I I personally, I would rather live with 4.5% inflation than seeing the toilet get flushed on the economy all at once. Yeah, I saw an interesting piece yesterday uh, with a, um, a a new portfolio manager I'm talking to, and they uh, they had a piece that showed inflation from 2020 to now total mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was like 29 percent. From what? I, what? So, so the accumulation, the accumulation of inflation from from 2020 till now is like 26 or 29 percent and i think all of us that have done grocery shopping probably would back that up if it's gauging my price of cat food i'd say it was more than that (laughs) (laughs) there are some categories that are going up much more than 20 odd percent yeah i mean we've got to get this under control the question is like you say patience is a real operable term and uh, we don't want to have too much patience because we really don't want to do what Griffin says and have high inflation as far as the eye can see. But doggone it all, if we overdo it and uh, flush us down, all that's going to end up happening is we're going to have you know 10% unemployment. Everybody in, every, everybody's in trouble, and then we'll come back up and be all right. But, geez, that, those are not pleasant recessions when they happen. No, it's really not. And you mentioned the Dow down 220 points. Well, they were the best of all of them. You know, the yeah. S&P was down eight-tenths of a percent, or $35, and the NASDAQ was down almost a whole percent, $129. So it was it was definitely a red day yesterday. Absolutely. So now the question is whether or not that was panic or whether or not it was a considered reaction, and we'll find that out when we get to the futures, I guess. Uh, we do have a few reports to change in. Today itself, during the day, there's not a run and tunnel. And I gather we got one of those travel bellwethers in Wynn Resorts reporting, huh? We do. Wynn reported, and they uh, they beat expectations on earnings per share and revenue. Earnings per share was $0.99 cents a share versus $0.75 cents expected. It came at a, a, a $1.67 billion of revenue. Um, nothing to sneeze at for sure. 
Now they did. Uh, there was some encouragement in the in the analysts, but they were um, I would say less encouraged by what's happening over in the uh, Macau segment over in the China area, and so mm-hmm. that's really dragging on them this morning because they're down oh five and a half five point six percent this morning. Ouch, that's right. They do have some Asian rim properties, and as difficult as the economy is over there, they're going to be affected by international events, aren't they? They, they really are. That, that's going to be a, a big deal. The other one we had was uh, Plug Power. Now, Plug mm-hmm. Power, not a common household name, but uh, but, but it had to, has to do with hydrogen power and, and some of those types of things. And so they uh, they 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 really didn't report but I wanted to talk about them because they got downgraded by RBC, which has them down 37% this morning. Crap. I, I see them at the top of my big loser list. They're not a particularly expensive stock, but with a $3 and 67 cent stock goes down $2 and 26 cents. You kind of go, Holy crud. Don't you? Yeah. And let's talk about their 52 week high was almost $19. And if you go back and look at their 60-month high, that stock I saw uh, a year or two ago trading in the upper 20s, low 30s. Oh, boy. Something tells me the blooms off that particular power source (laughs) is Rosa. Hey, we had Diego, which is a um, liquor company uh, Mm -hmm. manufacturer, and uh, they're based in the U.K. They reported um their thing and and they uh they had some weakness slower growth than expected for this next first half of their year um due to weakness in latin america and the caribbean uh, i guess they're not drinking as much as uh as they used to so they cut their guidance for the short and medium term and that's another big hit on the chin they're down 14.3 percent ouch I guess I just have to be the only one to blow Mary Sunshine. Disney had the best day in almost three years yesterday, so somebody did well yesterday anyway. That was after their well, report. Well, I'm glad, the I'm glad they were able to bounce back because uh, I have, I have uh, in all of my different stocks today, there's nothing going, uh, nothing going up. They may have beat on earnings. Uh, they may have beat on revenue, but their, uh, their forecast for – Revenue in the next quarter or the next half year is just utterly um, in the shambles. Uh, another <laughs> one we had was the, the trade desk. Trade desk reported. Um, yeah. You know they uh, they came in in, in terms of revenue um, and stuff. I think they did okay. It's again looking down the road to this next quarter. And they expect revenues to be off this fourth quarter by about $30 million more or less than what everybody expects them to come in at. They're down 24% this morning. So bottom line, in addition to Paulson opening up his fat trap yesterday, we didn't have any good news to speak of from the reports either, did we? No, no. I mean, it looks like <laughs> and most of these companies, most of these companies beat on earnings. And been beat on revenue. It's all the looking forward to this next quarter and next year. Absolutely. Resetting the table for the morning on uh, after a really bad day yesterday. I mean, it would have been a 400-point drop in the Dow if we'd fallen all day at the rate we did after 1 p.m. As it was, it just was crapola based upon the after-lunch action. 
45 minutes uh, before we start trading this morning, how are we doing? Well, Dave, even though I had a lot of bad news earlier, they're all green right now. Um, the, the Dow's up a four-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500's up a little over four-tenths of a percent. And the NASDAQ 100's right there at four-tenths of a percent. So everybody's on the same scale, heading the same direction. On the other side, though, silver's getting creamed this morning, down 1.8% to $22.49 an ounce. Gold's down 1% this morning, back down $1,950 an ounce. Crude oil is heading back up 1.2% uh, to $76.64 a barrel. Which I think is still pretty much in the same zip code we've been for a couple of days. So if we can establish a trading range for that down to the 70s, I wouldn't mind a bit, would you? No, absolutely not. I'd, I'd be I'd be ecstatic about that. Yeah, we can go downhill from there. That'd be just fine as long as we don't shoot back up again. Uh, the Asian rim market pretty much responded to our yesterday, and everything was in the red. Hong Kong was down by almost two full percents. Mainland Chinese markets were off by around half a percent. Over in Europe, they really don't believe that we're happy this morning looking at our futures. European composite index is down in the range of eight-tenths of a percent. You got some losses as much as in the U.K., down by a percent and a quarter halfway through their trading day. They're just kind of looking at our futures and saying, yeah, sure, it's good. And they're still selling. Uh, getting the... Uh, Getting the retirement we wanted, that we planned for, it takes a little bit more than just dumb luck. It takes some planning. How do I get a hold of you in order to get rid of dumb luck and get some planning done, Philip? Absolutely, Dave. That's why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. Or you can go to our website at statlerfinancial.com. There's a link there where you can get a 30-minute no-obligation phone call. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here next week at the same time on Light with up-to-the-minute stuff and hopefully some good news for a change. Philip, I appreciate it. Have a good weekend, and uh, go Knowles. you got a big game right, tomorrow. Man. Yeah, yeah, play Miami tomorrow. It'll be a big game. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. Enjoy. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You can't see it, but you sure can feel it. The economy. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great weekend. Join us again Monday. Take care.